Hello and welcome to Uni Game Saudi Radio on Tuna FM 106.9. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Blake. <laughs> I'm Kate. I'm Patrick. Why is the mic up so high? <laughs> that damn tall. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, you're bordering on that seven foot you, mark. You, you are no, pretty, I'm not. I'm you, just over six foot. <laughs> you're taller than the rest of us. <laughs> Any case, uh, and I suppose to start tonight's show off, uh, Pat- Patrick, I believe you had something you wanted to discuss. Well, um, something that I've just been noticing, I know this is more in the realms of the Wizards of the Coast Society, but it's still a game and it just had me thinking about other things. The new um, MTG and um, Forgotten Realms crossovers. Technically, I mean, this isn't the first time D&D and Magic the Gathering have crossed over. We've got the uh, Ravnica setting and the Theros setting, but now we're having it the other way around. We're having D&D in MTG. And I think that's really neat, especially for anyone who's a fan of the novels based on the characters from the Forgotten Realms. Dritz Duodin is actually one of the new commanders unveiled, and I just wanted to see if what about, like, crossovers and stuff you guys really enjoyed, or, like, stuff that you never expected, and when it happened, you were like, oh! <laughs> I've had a couple of minor things like that. For example, I wasn't really expecting the recent crossover between Payday and Saints Row. Honestly, yeah, no, Payday is very infamous for its crossovers, but Saints Row, that bit of a slow mark, like, yeah. of all the times they did, they're doing it now? To be fair, that's because the remaster came out on Steam the same time. Uh, it's to uh, celebrate the remaster. Yeah. Still really cool, though. Yeah, I actually bought the original for Saints Row 3 because it was 75% off and like $3.50. That offer ends at May 28th, just in case anyone's a fan. Yeah, also there was a Paradox weekend on, which I think might still be currently active, but only till midnight. Maybe we should just add Steam sales as a segment on (laughs) to our thing. (laughs) So, for reference, Paradox are the guys who do... uh, The main one I know them for is Stellaris. Mm. Um, they do, do offend, like they're a publisher, not a developer, so they've got quite a few um, things under their belt. So yeah. give them a check, and you might find something you really like. Yeah, but um, yeah. Um, another cross. Sorry, I was <laughs> going to ask Kate if she's got any crossover oh, experience. Yeah. Please, speak up. Well, the thing is, there's not many, there's not many crossovers that I've actually played with games. There's not that many crossovers that Except I've played. For Smash Brothers. Yes, yeah, Sma- <laughs> see that's the thing. That's the thing. Smash Brothers and um, the the PlayStation version of that. PlayStation All Stars. PlayStation All Stars. My mum had that on the Vita. And I think we there also was have that on PS three at Society. It is we good do? fun. It's just that it seems it's fallen behind. I, I can kill people with Sackboy? Yeah. Yes. yes. We just need that's to finish the PS three out of the mothballs for it. I might just stick with Pyra and Mithra for now. (laughs) (laughs) I was just happy to play Sly Raccoon again. Mm. Oh, right. Mm. I had fun playing Raiden from Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, who seems to have a lot of the same combos as in the actual game. That's terrifying. (laughs) It's interesting, Mm. though. Oh, Blaze Blue. Yes, Blaze Blue cross tag battle. Blaze Blue is just cross over the video game. Well, Mm. cross tag battle is. Blaze Blue is its own. Self-contained series as well. Oh, that, I like, see. um, I think not Corona Trigger, but there's like something to do with time. Like, there's a big Blaze Blue series. But let's not yeah. open that can of worms. I haven't played any of them. <laughs> but Cross Tag Battle has Blaze Blue specifically. Then there's Persona. Persona Four specifically, not well, and also some, some reps from three, three that yeah. were in Four Arena. 
Mm. And there's the Ruby, Ruby characters in there with Neo, who you haven't got yet. Yeah, because I don't particularly want to spend 30 bucks on a game I only play when people are over. It'll go on sale. One of these days, yeah. Neo will go on sale, and I'll buy her for yeah. five. Well, the quest- question for Pat, so what do you consider a crossover? Is, like, little Easter eggs crossover, or do you mean, like, characters that have been implemented in... Characters that have been implemented, but I suppose Easter eggs are always a bit of fun, but I guess that's a, its own category. It's a, small, you know? it's a small thing. But, like, I mean, if the Easter egg is, like, something you can play with, kind of like, you know, like a weapon or something... Uh, yeah, I can gi- I can give you this much. So, um, Borderlands Two, I've shown uh, Patrick oh, Blake and Hayden oh, one the thing. Minecraft Easter egg. There's a oh, Minecraft god. Easter egg in Caustic Caverns. Oh god, so, that was painful to go through because <laughs> it's like the melee is so slow. I have to punch my way out. Yeah, you're basically punching your way through Minecraft stone with your bare hands because oh. they don't give you a pickaxe and you don't have a melee weapon. Well, act oh, depends rip. who you are. Some people have a melee weapon. Zero has a sword. The thing is, though, is that still the attack timer it's is still, still the, the attack same. Time. Unless, attack time still the same. Uh, does Krieg have a faster one, or...? Um, no. I think when you, maybe when you use his ability. His ability, I think, is faster recovery, but it's still, like, you have to use the ability for that. Yeah, but... Um, I was going to... There isn't... There is another Easter egg, which I can show you guys later on, because I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> There's another Easter egg in Caustic <coughs> Caverns, so it's still the same place. Uh, I think I know the one you're talking about. Do you know? <laughs> Although, hey, Blake, Blake, you, so you, you're you're a fan of Dragon Ball, right? Yes. So you would could you say consider that? that um, I think it's Xenoverse. Would you consider that a crossover since it's two mm. non-canon and canon things? So it's Super NGT, which are technically different canonical timelines. So, what I would say to that is, I don't really class it as a crossover because it's all one property. What I would classify as a crossover is the fact that the team four-star voice actors have custom character, like, things in the list. Oh, my God. I think it's TFS Zarbon, TFS Hercule, and the good one is Takahata 108's Nappa. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Wait, why <laughs> did I just go into my cell voice? I don't know what that was. TFS. Yeah, I know, but I was trying... I was trying to do the Nappa voice. And you just keep going to sell. I don't know. Sell stage one is just my favorite. We've, we've, we've spoken about Among Us a lot of times. However, there that's another one with crossover because of the latest map. True. It's the Henry Stickman airship. Mm. Henry Stickman put Among Us on the map yet doesn't get the recognition it deserves. What do you mean Henry yeah. Stickman? Yeah. It, it was what put Among Us on the map. One, yeah. the developer's studio that published it yeah. did... Um, released Among Us and it didn't pick up and then after the Henry Stickman game because they put was, a bunch of references to yeah. Among Us in Stickman yeah yes. and then it picked up from there because mm. people then was like what the heck is this game and then if, it just it just exploded. really it exploded blew it, yeah. a great Sometimes timing honestly little crossovers with a, your own property it can really explode the popularity of a game that, make, that makes me think of a thing that happened I think in 2017 around Halloween that was when oh. Bendy and the Ink Machine was still in progress and at around the same time Hello Neighbor had just oh come out and God. the two of them actually did a temporary crossover swap over weekend where when you played Bendy and the Ink Machine the Ink Demon was replaced with the guy from Hello Neighbor <laughs> and vice versa so That's if you played terrifying. Hello Neighbor it would just be the ink demon is your neighbor. Just like now. trying to Don't break, just questions. trying to snoop on your neighbor's house, and then suddenly just a deformed Mickey Mouse being like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you think my one's annoying? <laughs> what do you, what do you guys, you guys all played uh, The Wolf Among Us. We all played that together. Oh, that was good. That's a crossover of fairy tales. True. Mm. Technically speaking, yeah. Um, oh, you know what actually is one crossover game that we're really neglecting? What's mm. that? Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, yeah. There was that. So, for your reference, because I'm seeing yes. the confused Just glazing like the of your eyes. <laughs> Literally, it, it's Just all like that it's on the tin. <laughs> Literally, yeah. A lot of Capcom pro- properties, like... I think Mega Man's Capcom. Mega Man Zero. Um, well, Zero is from Mega Man. There's uh, also Fighter. Resident Evil uh, Ace Attorney. Yes, okay. you can have Phoenix Wright fight. W- throw hands with Wolverine. Perfect. Just, mm. And he, like, you know how in um, Blake's uh, Dragon Ball game, the mm-hmm. bar where they do the super moves? Yes. They also have that. And his one is basically the um, cornered theme starts playing as he just starts throwing evidence at people and they so, just explode. So you mean that I've been I've been hearing Leighton in Smash memes for years and Phoenix Wright already basically had that? Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I think that's probably where the Leighton in Smash memes started from. Yeah. Because Phoenix It would be hilarious. In, I think that's the best part about crossovers is when the most ridiculous stuff happens. It's like, hey, do you want to play a game where Mario uppercuts Samus right before she then nukes Villager from <laughs> freaking Animal Crossing? Th- this is where I say, listen to Smash by Starbomb. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Expletive warning. Expletive warning. It's a very rude song. Oh, you're trying to take my PSA position from me. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it for your last week, Sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry. I don't blame you. The 24-hour night took it out of all of us. Uh, um, uh, for anyone who is uh, sh- like bummed out that they missed the 24-hour night, uh, we're doing another one next trimester, I believe. Yep. Yes. We will have a date announced Groovy. later on. Cool. Yeah. Um, but we'll be more organized this time. One game that I think Nickelodeon had some kind of big crossover game event uh, at some point where they got characters online from games, but yeah. No, but like it was on the DS or something. I remember oh, seeing it shoot. as a kid with like all of these characters that I recognized from cartoons on the cover like and Toon Smackdown or something. Something like that cuz SpongeBob was there, but then also the characters from Tack and the Power of Juju were there and I was like, "Hey, another game with them in it." Because I think mm. the I think their franchise had kind of gone down the drain by that point. Mm. So, I mean, no one even knows. Who they Does are. anyone mm. remember the oh, fight? Nick, there's Nicktoons Unite, Maybe? Nicktoons Battle for Volcano Island, Nicktoons Attack of the Toy Boy. There are quite a few. <laughs> just the whole Nicktoons <laughs> brand name. So, are there a variety of characters on the cover? Yeah, like there's um, Nickelodeon Party Blast. I see Jimmy. I see Rugrats. Um, who remembers? Uh, what was the name of that one where they were all like skaters and stuff, like and all surfers? Uh, uh, I have no. Oh, idea. Oh, um, is that the one that did a crossover with Rugrats? Yeah. Yeah. Um, God damn, what were they called? It was like extreme or something. They were all like really sporty kids, and I'm like, Yep. I'll, I, uh, I'll like, have a look. I don't know who you're trying to appeal to because like 90% of the kids you're trying to uh, target aren't even watching cartoons. They're too busy surfing. <laughs> yeah. um, mm. I had just remembered actually a couple more little crossovers. One that I have seen that's actually quite surprised me and another one that's like somewhat similar. I'll start with the f- one that I know is a thing. Um, Genshin Impact and Honkai Impact. Same studio. Yeah, same creators. But there is a crossover event in Honkai, which is a mobile brawler. 
mm-hmm. where they're adding in Kutching from Genshin Impact. But oh. I don't think Genshin's getting anything from it. Well, you know what Genshin did get? What? KFC. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, seriously? Did you, were you not around for that event? Oh, oh, yeah, the one where they got, like, all the KFC-inspired um, yeah. recipes. I thought you meant, like, real-world KFC had, like, stuff for it. Oh, um, K- KFC did have the cardboard cutouts of Noel and Diluc. I'm really There's even photos, because they had to close them due to corona um, warnings. Um, there was pictures, and people memed it, of like, Chinese police officers having to... K- just walking away with Noel cardboard cutouts, because they had to <laughs> close down the areas. But it's like so many people like, Chinese policeman runs away with waifu. But it's like, <laughs> and it's like... It's like, you know, when you know the context, it's whatever. But when you see it out of context, it's like... Why is there a police officer with a waifu cardboard cutout? Mm. What? <laughs> what? See, the thing that when <laughs> when you said Genshin Impact gets KFC, I find myself picturing like you're just walking through Mondstadt and there's just KFC. It's just there in the marketplace. It's not even in the art style of Genshin. It's, it's just, just a photorealistic, photorealistic KFC. KFC. <laughs> just the colonel himself standing at the front. <laughs> the new world and, boss for Mondstadt. No, yeah. Here's the traveler I, I'm just so, like, I, I'm, you can know, I have thing, a two-piece like, feed? Despite it being a Chinese developed game, you can definitely tell that crossover was probably aimed at the Japanese. Yeah. KFC is massive in Japan. I'm actually surprised that Japan hasn't done stuff like that with their games. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Can you imagine Persona? You're running around, <laughs> the <laughs> Phantom Thief running around. Oh, KFC. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like the anime girl with the toast in her mouth, but it's like Ryuji running along with an entire bucket of chicken <laughs> in his face. <laughs> just, 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 he's biting the hem of the bucket. <laughs> Patrick, I think I found the name of that show. Rocket Power? Oh, yep, that's the name of it. Yeah. Rocket Power. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, no, crossovers are wild. And even if they're not game crossovers, just product crossovers, again, like Payday. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you're a fan of Scarface or a fan of... Um, if anyone's watched the movie Hardcore Henry, uh, that is a terrible-sounding name when I say that. <laughs> um, fun action film, fun action film. Um, uh, but Reservoir yeah. Dogs is another Reservoir one. Dogs was a fantastic crossover. You can do the heist... They even do it that day two happens first before day one of the heist. That's how Tarantino we're getting up in here. Mm. Yeah. Um, so there was one other one I was thinking of that I think could have been honestly a bit better with a different game. Oh. So I recently started playing Apex Legends. I saw that. I was going to question. I, everyone's <laughs> starting to play that now. And I'm like, this game's been out forever. Are we getting a, like, a second Among Us? The second coming of so Among Us? So what's Apex Legends like? Uh, Battle Royale game crossed with Overwatch, sort of? Yeah. Um, a bit of cl- class shooters. So basically, pick a character, they have a loadout of abilities, and they've got their gun. Yep. Like, you, okay. get, you, get, you find guns in the environment as a normal Battle but Royale. But then uh, it's a yeah. Battle Royale of just... Be the last man standing. Or okay. last be the last squad. Yeah, last team. Okay. So there's two or three player teams. Hmm. I've only played three games. We got slaughtered in two of them, came second in one of them. Hmm. The, the skills you need to be good at, good at that is yeah. ridiculous. I, I hear what's interesting. It's just I'm not into FPSs because I yeah. suck. I'm into hey, FPS, mood. but it's also whenever I watch other people. So some of watch streamers I watch also play Apex Legends. And when I see that they're scoping down, uh, trying to shoot something, I'm like, what are you looking at? <laughs> anyway, the, so What's what was moving? the crossover? Mass Effect Remastered. Just little dangly bits for the guns where it's a little chibi of male and female shepherd. Oh, Kind of cute. cute. But I think what could have actually been a bit better 
was if they crossed over with either a sci-fi shooter or actually Stellaris. Imagine a crossover oh ship set based on the Reapers or the Asari or the, the Solari. The Reapers is just the crisis, let's be real. So, yeah. And, like, I love, and also the um, space whale tentacle things. Do they not look like the Reapers? Yeah. Blake, I would say, though, uh, you three may, may play the game. I'm not sure that it's that well-known for it to be an Apex Legends crossover, though. Fair, Just fair. a fair point. No, 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 Just M- Mass Effect me. crossover, but, yeah. Oh, you were saying for um, yeah. a Stellaris, I wouldn't, know. Yeah, though, um, but no, like, what would have been cool is to some skins for Apex Legend for Mass Effect. That yeah. would have been neat. Like, like um, an Asari skin for Wraith or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, Dota 2 is actually... That wouldn't surprise Dota me. Dota 2 and a Raider Packs. Yeah. That's the stuff I I've like. got Rick and Morty berating me all the time. <laughs> I have, if anyone here is a fan of the Stanley Parable, having, yes. a sarcast, having the narrator sarcastically inform you that your base is mm. under attack is hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. All I get is uh, Morty just being like, it's like, oh, my bottom tower is looking, looking great. Your bottom tower is under attack. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, Rick. Oh jeez, oh, Rick. Rick. <laughs> oh dear. That, that's all. That's the all I get. The standard parable also has the Minecraft section, and it was like initially yes, yeah, and it was initially planned to have a um, first-person shooter zombie ending. I think that, that's hilarious. But, but they didn't they, want to make the FPS players too salty, so they scrapped it. Oh, let's be real. <laughs> they only did it because of a timeline. And like, look, the new deluxe edition is coming. We out. have the deluxe yeah. edition. But um, yeah, no. In like, before, at the end of 2021, they post that video about it being delayed again. Uh. Not even a different video, just the same video. <laughs> it's the same. I wouldn't put it past them. I would not put it... Oh, I keep elbowing this microphone. Goodness, sorry. No. Um, but yeah, no. Crossovers and references to other games in other games, it's fantastic. And it can make for the funniest things. Like, mm. again, just... <laughs> like you were saying before with uh, PlayStation All-Stars, Sackboy just brutally murdering... Um, What's his name from Uncharted? Nathan, <laughs> Nathan Drake. Drake. Nathan Drake, yeah, just getting absolutely yeah. capped by Sackboy. Actually kind of looking forward to the movie. Yeah. They're making a movie? Yeah, Tom Holland is Nathan Drake. Yeah. Well, I guess after the break we can talk about mo- movie games. Oh, <laughs> God. We've done that again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, right. Speaking We've of, done that. we should probably have a break. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you've been listening to Uni Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9.
Welcome back to Uni Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9. In this segment, we thought we might talk about uh, some uh, future movie games, or maybe even games that we would like to see as movies, which we've probably done before. But we'll start with the first thing. Uh, Patrick, you had something for this one as well? The new um, well, it was just like with the new segment, um, Blake actually mentioned it, the it um, Uncharted movie, but yeah. also the Borderlands movie. Yes. With everyone still laughing at the fact that um, Kevin Hart's going to be... Kevin Hart's Roland. <laughs> Roland, the leader of the... Crimson Red, Raiders. The Crimson Raiders. I feel like every time majestic. that we talk about um, video game movies, we're getting another update on the Borderlands casting. Like, mm. it just... There always seem to be new announcements. Look, yeah. I've, I've seen the cast so far, and I reckon it could be a ride. Movie games have been getting... Better, yeah. Better. The, the, we don't. We haven't. I'm not even going to mention previous ones because that's not what this is about. And it's best that we don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just think for the future. Oh, no. Though those thinking. Speaking of though, I mean, technically it's already happened, but it's very recent. How did you find the Mortal Kombat movie, Chris? Oh yeah, Mortal Kombat movie. Um, I haven't played many of the. I've played one Mortal Kombat game, and that was like two fights. So I don't know much about them. But it was it was interesting. I figured out enough of the plot i don't think there was anything i missed to be honest there is no plot to mortal kombat when you really think about it there is but it's like very local movie star is secretly descended from a race of god killing super warriors and that's why he shoots green voodoo magic when he kicks people and he only figured this out now (laughs) after 10 games and two timelines Mm. It's it's difficult for me to talk about it because I'd be dancing around the plot points in case anybody wants to watch it. Because I can't that, that, back that it up. Plot point is just from the games. Yeah, mm. I don't know. No, no, what yeah. things that were in the movie? Like I can't. I can't really. It's difficult to dance around mm. and but actually make a point. Good? Yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. That's good. It was good fun. So yeah, Viol- we're getting in a good direction of video game movies. It was violent, yeah. violent enough so, to be a Mortal Kombat thing, and there was enough references to be nice. uh, to the game. There was one time that did, did one of the did they say character- the f word. Did they say it? Hmm? Did they say it? Fatality? Yes. Did no. They? One oh. person did say flawless victory, though. Oh, okay. That's good. Close enough. <laughs> oh, that's just breaking my heart now. <laughs> I don't think that was a... Fa- oh, wait. No. Oh. Someone said brutality, I think. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I died off. There was a toasty. Oh, my God. That would Dead. kill me. Yeah. So, um... Uncharted. Yeah, yeah, the Uncharted movie. I don't know a lot about it. I haven't really been keeping up. I've only really played the second Uncharted. I haven't played the first, third, or fourth. Uh, but I loved the second one. Hmm. Naughty Dog honestly does really good stuff. I just wish they'd, you know, not just make more Last of Us. I, w- I would like more Jack and Daxter, but, you know, that's, that's just yeah. me. <laughs> like, yeah. If they're going to remake stuff, remake the original Jack and Daxter, or at least the original Infamous... <laughs> Mm. But yeah, all I really know is that at the very least, young Nathan Drake, I don't know about adult Drake, but people think it's going to be young Drake, is going to be played by Tom Holland. That's honestly going to be really fun. Except everyone's yeah. now just going to say, why is Peter Parker running there, around? Yeah, in he's two- Peter Parker. Spider. Yeah. Spider. He, is, he is no other character. He is just Peter he, Parker. He's, now. he's fallen into. He, once you're in the MCU, you're immediately that character forever. Yeah. I mean, true. I, I can't. I can't. Buildings s- dropped on them about the same amount, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say what's funny, though, is to think that um, Thor, so Chris Hemsworth, uh, was one, once in an Australian 
uh, girls teen show, uh, the Saddle Club. <laughs> Years ago, <laughs> it's like you can never. You gotta run. start somewhere, man. <laughs> I know That's that very. Hey, <laughs> wait, I mean, sorry. Were there books of the Saddle Club? Not that I know of, okay. but it was also not books. a show that I watched. I, no. I read a lot of like horse books as a kid. <laughs> I mean, growing up near Scone, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would make sense. The only thing around that place is grass and like three horses, <laughs> maybe four. Horse capital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's Big not cookies. many horses for this. <laughs> um, so Uncharted, there's Borderlands. Do we have any others? Someone mentioned the Five Nights at Freddy's thing that was coming. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's so a running gag. At that's this a point. running gag, but honestly, and it's like I'm sure Scott's probably salty because of the release of two movies. We had the Banana Splits movie, <laughs> and we what? also now have Willy's Wonderland. So Banana Splits, it was weird why they did it with this product, but basically it was a really old... Um, puppet show series, kind of like the Muppets and okay. Teletubbies, and it was just them having fun. It was a genuinely wholesome show, but then like the movie's premise was that all the, they they weren't actors, they were animatronics this whole time. But now the show's going to get cancelled. But like the guy who created the animatronics wanted revenge, so turned them evil. And then it's but it's like the thing is is that they're really nice to kids, but really aggressive to adults. But that's literally a plot point in the second FNAF game. Yeah, I'm sure Scott is uh, holding back his cease and desist. But then there's also Willy's Wonderland. Don't know much about it. All I know is Nicolas Cage versus the forces of furries. Good for him. <laughs> I, okay. Best of Honestly, luck. it's like it started off as that whole creepy FNAF thing with all the teens trapped in the thing. And then Nicolas Cage comes out as the janitor. And this is all that I've grabbed from the trailers, by the way. Mm. So I can't say this is spoilers if this is what they're putting in the trailers. He then absolutely murks one of the animatronics and it's like, holy crap! Nicholas Cage just killed that robot. But it's like, so it's like if FNAF, but you actually got to fight back. And it's like, I am mm. so lost right now. That actually reminds FNAF me. would be a lot easier if you had a gun or like a high pressure water hose. Or just a crowbar. Yeah, <laughs> anything really. Just some fridge magnets. How about <laughs> some electricity that actually works the whole night? Yeah, that too, that too. Maybe a flashlight whose battery didn't run off of just one AAA battery. Mm. Mm. The, um, I'm, I'm misremembering something about Willy's Wonderland that I think is going to be quite interesting for the future. I haven't seen it, but I know they've been very copyright claim happy on YouTube. Really? So I watch a, a channel called Dead Meat. Oh, yes. Yep. He is not touching Willy's Wonderland. Because they will just rip him yeah, apart. Not copyright claims, which can be refuted. Active strikes are being dropped on people, which risks, which runs the risk of loads of work going to waste for people who make videos on it, and also potentially demonetizing entire channels. Damn. Honestly, like, well, that just really like draws away your own advertising, now, doesn't it? Yeah, mm, because oh, well. I'm always I wondering get if, like, encouraged to watch things or read things by looking at YouTube videos about yeah. them. Like um, Cinema Wins, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, Cinema Wins is good. Mm. But I think it would be bloody hilarious if Scott releases another Five Nights game, puts in a combat system, Willy's Wonderland is like, Banhammer, oh really? Looks back at the decade of games. You really want to say you did this first? <laughs> Speaking of Phoenix Wright. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's one. I think that's one defense case he can't win. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever get a movie? 
Phoenix Wright. I, I they did get a live action film in Japan. Damn. Okay. It um cool. it was a bit weird. Um, like most live-action Japanese films based <laughs> off of drawn things. But, you know, mm. it, it, it's a thing that happened. Mm. I just remembered... I know we aren't supposed to talk about previous things, but I just remembered, like... It's one thing for games to get movies, but what about TV series? Like Tack? Yeah, mm. yeah. And, um... The Professor Layton series ended up getting an anime for a while. Hmm. Were you saying yeah. games to series? Games uh, to TV series, yeah. Uh, well, Dota had has anime now. Yeah. Yep, we've d- we talked about that earlier, but so yeah. I'm around uh, watching that. I um, should. I should. Hmm. Apparently, it's fairly tangential to the actual lore from the games. Look, with the presence of Oracle, we, we've got a bit of a Diavalo Golden Wind situation mm. of technically everything's canon. Ah, uh, multiverse. Yep. So I can come into this and I can have very little idea on yeah. who anyone in Dota is and it's still good to watch? I don't, yes. I don't think she needs that much background. You do not need context. Really. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Everyone is pretty much like, y- you pick it up as you go and if you don't know who they are, it kind of makes a plot twist better because mm. like you look at it and you're like oh i know who that is like y- you can't hide from me it's like yeah. oh who is this mysterious like, strange woman and it's like mm. I, I already know who that and is it's like i know who that is because i can tell who that is also then when they introduce themselves like ah i know what you do yeah i know who you work for so it's actually even more fun if you don't know I had a couple of funny thoughts i'm just now imagining someone watching the anime and they're like okay who could th- wait a second i know that voice you haven't even seen the silhouette you just recognize the voice actor from the game? <laughs> Actually... They don't seem to use any of the same voice actors oh. as the game. Oh. For um, Slyrak's voice actor is the... Um, I can't remember his name, but the voice for Slyrak is yeah. the voice for Dragon Knight. Yeah. There oh, is I've that. played Dragon Knight before. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. So Things he plays so himself as the dragon. The dragon part. In it, not okay. as Davian. Dav- Davian is the human. Slyrak's the dragon. Okay. Yeah. Um, no spoilers from here on, but, um, yeah, like, though, honestly, yeah, games being put into a different media is territory that is being experimented with, I guess. There's The Witcher that came out recently. That was good. I enjoyed that. Oh, yes! Speaking of upcoming, you were talking before the Pokemon movie. Well... I, I googled it in the break, and there hasn't been any news on another Detective Pikachu movie in the last year. There's been no news on it. So, like, fingers crossed for someday because I love that movie and I'd be really keen to see more of it because it's just a... It was fun. Maybe they're waiting for Sony to botch um, Sonic and Tails. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's another one that I'm actually kind of excited for because I heard, it might be a rumor, but I'm really excited, the band Crush 40 might actually be doing some of the soundtrack and... Who I am. They? What quivering. do they do? They they did the soundtrack to the a lot of the early Sonic games that Ooh. were absolutely fantastic, like um, Live and Learn, City Escape. If they did City Escape, <laughs> floating around at the speed of sound. That oh, cool. Yeah. Um. They also did the All Hail Shadow one, and also This Is All of Me, which is like mm. edgy shadow theme. It's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> I am a real sucker for Sonic. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. The only time I really played Sonic was. As a kid, we rented it on the Xbox, the oh my God. original Xbox. We rented it from Video Easy. Uh, I left it. Did we have Video Easy in Musselbrook? 
Just uh, call this a nostalgia show at this point. Yeah. We're supposed <laughs> to talk about news, but we keep going back to the past. We keep going back in time. <laughs> Damn it, Marty. Look, times, times were better before. And our Xbox somehow broke. So oh, no. the screen was then entirely like a weird shade of green. Oh, Everything yeah. was a weird shade of green, except for this one strip up the top that was still colorful, but also kind of staticky. Yeah, yeah, it was mm. strange. I could still play, though. It was fun. No. That's good. No. Anyway, though. So with that, we should probably be heading to a music break, though. So you've been listening to Unity Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9. Friend, my strength in days gone mad But I spent my time in shallow sheets I should have seen your hand I didn't see the signs Was blinded by the lights And lost where I belong I thought that we'd grow old Give kids our bad advice Now I'm alone you went And left me with these sleepless nights You took my warmth and soul Left me with doubt and cold Is this where I Better run for cover There's no one here to save you from yourself When you'll discover it's hard You don't know how to carry on Gone are the days of young Better run for cover When everything you love is lying six feet under Spent wondering why And I get mad inside Did you fight back or even try You didn't see the signs You're blinded by the lights You lost where you came from We're not so different We grew up wanting more But I found it easy Cause I left my morals at the door You took an honest heart And watched it fall apart You lost before you started Oh. Be 
Welcome back to Unigame Saudi Radio on Tune FM 106.9, where we thought we might decide to talk about some game soundtracks. Just thought when you thought the music break was over. <laughs> We're going to talk about some music to you, which, I mean, I probably won't be able to find the music on here, but uh, we can still just talk about the, the tracks and give you the titles if we can find them. Yeah. 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 So, um... I've actually promised these guys that I'm not going to talk about Untale again because it's too. <laughs> it's like the low-hanging fruit for good soundtracks. There's just do a want, lot. Do you want me to try when and go for some... When a game is made some, by a music producer. Do you want me to try and go for some higher-hanging fruit? Do you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got a few, don't you All worry. Right. Yeah. So I'm actually going to start with a bit of a um, curveball. Payday 2. Oh, honestly, that is a fantastic um, game. It's got a really good mix of purely orchestral backing tracks and lyriced ones, a lot of which you won't find on Spotify because they're all done in-house. 
No, well, some of them are done in-house, some of them are outsourced, which makes mm. the whole sending to Spotify yeah. a debacle because of legal reasons. It's a pain in the yeah. ass. I think they've also got some crossover stuff. Yeah. Like the Le Castlevania stuff, which I think mm-hmm. is just Castlevania music. Yeah. But mm. I think that's actually the name of the DJ. Fair enough. But, like, irregardless, that Don't Act Dumb is brilliant. Yep. But you're never going to find that anywhere because that is entirely um, overkill. It actually uses in-game dialogue for some of its singing. Hey, mm. you, get on your feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will give you my all 2017. Oh, yeah. The most common one we use when playing, honestly. Oh, my mm. favorite one, though, is Always Trouble, Always Inbound, which is what they made for the Reservoir Dog special. So chill and bouncy, honestly. And it's like... 50 SWAT team are breaking in. A dozer has broken through the wall. A cloaker has just kicked your teammate down the stairs. Jaunty tropical banjo. That sounds like a meme format, honestly. But, like, it really is. It's like one of those things that's like the side effects of your prescription drugs showing on the screen. Everyone in the commercial. But, um... The the thing great thing about the way the ch- soundtracks are designed though is that they are designed with um, I think two yeah the two things in mind basically there's the quiet and then there's the assault yeah and, and also some of them have like technically four like three or four versions for if you're using it in stealth versus if you're using it in a loud situation yeah re- regardless it's like basically the situation is that like. The music is dimorphic based on your current situation. And also it Which is good. lulls and boosts back up depending on when you're before going loud, during an assault, and between assaults. Yeah, and it's like got this really nice build up. It's like... Hey guys, police assault inbound. It's like, oh God! That sounds like a really good mechanic for the music to have in a game where you're going between stealth and all out fighting. That's really mm. clever. It really is. And like even when it's a purely stealth mission, they have their own select soundtrack for all of it. And it's just like those missions, if you go loud, then the mission's over. But they give you like 10 seconds and like the music gets really, really panicked. It's like it starts off chill and spy noir and stealthy. But then as soon as you're discovered, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one song from Payday I've actually kind of fallen in love with recently is... Eight bits are scary, which mm. is a like very chip tune, classic arcadey background track. That's mm. always fun. Yeah, really good. Anyway, though, you got any soundtracks, Chris, Kate? Um, hmm. I mean, I could talk about the Metal Gear Rising Revengeance soundtrack, obviously. Which, it's, 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 <laughs> it's all it's all heavy metal. <laughs> so our local you know. metalhead here appreciates this. It, it's almost <laughs> as if it's a really good soundtrack. Same goes for Doom. Hey. BFG Division. <laughs> Make sure to turn your TV down before you find something that plays out or else your neighbor's house will start shaking. Um, <laughs> good job, Blake. I mean... That, I pr- I can, that's not from experience. <laughs> I mean, I could probably talk about some... Uh, it's, again, nostalgia because welcome to this. Mm. Um, the original Jack and Dexter soundtrack, if anybody knows that. I really need to have looked at the old Jack and Dexter games. Because uh, the uh, main title scene music in the first village music, it's very chill. It's very nice. Mm. Um, and then when you go in, go into jungle, obviously it changes. I've, 
I can't explain it. It just has to be shown, which I mean I can do because I now have the PS3 up here. <laughs> it's nice when you have games that you played when you were a kid and the music of them is just so baked into your brain. Oh, like, yeah. That's Pokemon for me. That's always going to be Pokemon for me. Things oh. from that. What was your favorite generation's music? Well, see, Gen... I played Gen 1 first on the Game Boy, so where I start off is with the very... The very the early OG. on chiptune stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, the, the song that plays when you first step in onto the first, uh, the first, like, uh, what's the name for the places between towns? Routes. Route. When you step onto the first route, and, uh, yeah, the Route 1 theme is probably burnt. the one that is just really burnt into my brain. Probably because when I was a kid playing that, I didn't know how to get past... The sec- how to get past the first gym. I could never navigate through Mount Moon. So I probably just spent so much time in those early areas that it's just really baked in. But mm-hmm. Gen 4 was the game that I played and actually completed. So I'm looking forward to the remakes of that and hoping that they're going to have remastered music. They can finally shut the f- shut up about getting a remake. <laughs> <laughs> we finally uh, we get our Diamond and Pearl remakes. Black and white remakes when? <laughs> yes! Look, look, I'll be looking forward to that when that happens, Same. but i got to not get too ahead of myself. We we haven't got the Gen 4 ones yet. But, you know, people were tooting their horns about uh, Gen 4 when Gen 3 had only just started tooting their horns, literally. True. So, yeah. Though, um... I will say, though, like, for anyone who, like, says that Gen 5 was their favorite, you, you better not be posing, because everyone beat up on Gen 5, mm-hmm. but then it's like, no, Gen 5 was the best. I'm like, you mocked me. <laughs> you mocked us all. Do you want to give an explanation to those in the room that don't know what the context here is? Gen 5 had a really good story, but to a degree, a bit of a lackluster approach to the Pokemon that were in the game, because you couldn't access... The classics until the post game in the first game. Mm. Oh. Honestly, so, though, at least it wasn't a complete and total cutoff. Now, mm, was it, Gen yes. 8? Now, the thing with Pokemon is that. Not, not touching that this week. After, <laughs> f- after a few years of sort of being on- online and seeing people's reactions, it's like, I've identified a cycle. Lots of people have identified this cycle as when a game comes out, people will criticize it. But then, you know, fast forward to around the time when you would expect it to be getting a remake. Like, the older the game is, the more it's going to be appreciated. People, you know, people are talking great about Gen 4 now. Fast forward five years, people are going to be talking real great about Gen 5. Fast forward another five, people will be singing the praises of Gen 6. People already wish Miss Mega Evolution. Yeah. And they already miss Z moves. And remember how yeah. much everyone talked bad about Mega Revolution and Z moves when they came yeah. out. When you know. Gen Nine comes out, they're gonna be missing Dynamaxing and G Maxing. <laughs> also, goodness, we're already on the Pokemon train. Not, yeah. not to sorry, cut us all off, but sorry. like, let's stop before we continue. Let's that. stop. Let's go into a, Pokemon is just a black hole that just absorbs the whole conversation. <laughs> back okay. to back to soundtracks. Back to soundtracks. Yes, yeah. I found a. Interesting thing. It actually reminds me a bit of how Bending in the Ink Machine did something similar. Mm-hmm. Subnautica at below zero, or absolute zero. Below zero, that's the one. Below mm-hmm. zero. Um, that's you, can get a, no. you can get a jukebox in there oh. and oh. find discs all over the game world. They are not in-game music, though. Fan-made they music? They are fan music oh, beautiful. by people like GT, JT Music and wow. other people. I can't remember a lot of the other ones, though. Because Z-Bendy did that back in the day with... Um, they uh, got... Uh, dr- uh, 
DA games, Try Hard Ninja, basically ev- a lot of the. Because Don't you mean Captain Sparkles? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of the like the music that was released about the game early on is what contributed to the popularity. It, to its popularity. Mm. Try Hard Ninja released. Don't tell me. I should know this. Bend you till you break. There you go. Um, he released that one and DA Build Games. Build Our Machine. Uh, Build Our Machine was DA Games. DA yeah. Games did Build Our Machine, Gospel of Dismay, and there was a third one, but I forget Angel what it was. Angel in the Spotlight? Or God or knows. Try Hard? This, there's a lot of I songs about Alice Angel. I have is the fourth song he made on my playlist. Give me a second, but keep talking, Kate. Um, yeah, there's a lot of ones. Uh, Angel of the Stage was a Try Hard Ninja That's one. That's the one. Yeah. And then Welcome Home has got to be my favorite Bendy song, I yes. reckon. It's probably got to be top of the list. Squiggly Dick. Yeah, Squiggly Dick, and I think Victor Knight made that one. But mm. yeah, that one's probably my favorite. So the DA Games one, I think it was for the fourth one, Instruments mm-hmm. of Cyanide, it's called. Ah, yeah, mm. yeah. Which I, I think the name comes from like a one-off the comment. The one-off, the... A newborn, a newborn cyanide, cyanide from the first one yeah. he did. Which in his version... He scream he screams it in the um in the squiggly dig cover there's this they do like this whole harmony where there's a whole bunch of voices doing it at the same time and it's great. Uh-huh. Um but yeah, so you go around in the game and at certain areas there will be radios and players and things and when you interact with those, they'll play a little instrumental of That's so cool. those fan made songs yeah. in the game style. There's also the now some people who I don't know if it's them backing the game or something, but they went on as, like, voice actors. Uh, DA Games voiced... The accountant. Yes. Grant Cohen. Yeah. Grant Cohen. DA Games voiced Grant Cohen. Jack Septicai had a... Voiced, Sean Flynn. Yes, That's the Sean one. Flynn. <laughs> and I think there was a third one, but I forget who voiced them. Yeah. Because I remember there's a video I watch where it's, like, 25 people coming across that Sean Flynn piece, <laughs> and it's just, like... 20 of them immediately are like, is that Jacksepticeye or am I just racist? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Racist that's, against that's the Irish. That's a statement you really want to have come across your mind often. <laughs> the thing with, the, the thing with um, Dear Games' playthrough was that when he did the voice recording, they made him do a bunch of different voices for it, and they didn't tell him which one they put in. And they I think the same went for Jack. Yeah, so he didn't know where it was going to be. So when he did his playthrough and he heard it, he was like, oh, there I am. That's me. They, look, that's the there's me. <laughs> but look, it it's nice. you. It's me. <laughs> that actually reminds me of it's something in a TV show, and I don't watch this TV show much, but it, I still think it's amusing to note that they use a similar method. In one of the season finales for Home and Away... Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the side ca- my mom watches it <laughs> yeah I know but it's like I just haven't heard that show in forever yeah it's still going it'll keep going until they run out of characters to kill in car crashes and yeah <laughs> well, someone got shot in the finale and not even the actors knew who it was or who did it because they shot like six different endings <laughs> Oh my god! I the, I so not even the actors could spoil it because the actors didn't. Know. That reminds me of the Cluedo movie where they had like five different endings. Mm. I know The Walking Dead, one of the seasons of the TV series The Walking Dead, like it owned. We knew that one of the characters was about to be uh, killed Dead. on on the thing, but we only saw their point of view. 
Mm. And not even the actors knew whose point of view that was. God damn it. Okay. So um, we didn't know until the next season as to who got killed. Yeah. I just had a, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was going to contribute another soundtrack yeah. thing. You go first. What uh, were you going to say, Blake? This is related less about soundtracks but more to um, uh, Walking Dead. Imagine you've got a show with a game series that runs alongside it. The game gets slightly ahead of the show. Oh, no. And they use the player decisions in the game to choose oh, where the show Oh, because the Telltales goes. do collect data on life, player yeah. decisions. Life is Strange does as well, and I believe Persona does. You can uh, you can press a button and access the It shows a rough rundown of who did what activities, spoke to who people. They do that people. for Fire Emblem Three Houses as well, of like... Mm. Yeah. X amount of players did this on yeah, this particular yeah. day, so yeah. it's like, should I train this day or should I just chill this day? <laughs> then me looking at that and thinking about my plans is doing something completely different. I'm like, hmm, I should rethink my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were uh, going to say that, Pat? Oh, I was just going to say soundtracks and games and stuff. There's one that I think we've all neglected to think about mm-hmm. that we just don't think about, and that is Sky, like the Elder Scrolls series. Yes. Ah, good. Yeah. Oh, just... Just like the, not I know it's not the first game, but to to me, it is the most iconic for having the most, th- not threatening but anxiety-inducing combat music. <laughs> of just you're walking around. <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? Where is it? Where's that rat? It's like it's a skeeter. The dragon fight theme cuts in, and you're like, well, where? But oh god, I'm fun fact six. though, no one really talks about it, but they keep reusing the same song. Okay, I've been playing Morrowind. Mm-hmm. Now tell me if this sounds familiar. Wait, no, 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 no oh goodness. Um, oh goodness, it's gone out of my head. Do you to say other things while you get your song in order? So it's almost the same tune. It, they use that same tune for Morrowind, they same, use that theme for Oblivion, and they use that theme for Dovahkiin. I will show you, like, once we go for our food run and whatever, Mm. like, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. A leitmotif. Yes. Skyrim, the Skyrim opening soundtrack, really good. I used to be able to play it on piano, and we used to have it on Beat Saber, and it was so great to just have that going on Beat Saber. I remember learning and memorizing uh, the lyrics in the dragon language not long after Skyrim had come out, because why not? Varheen! Vahin rhymes with Dovahkiin. Vahin. That's all Dovahkiin, I know. Dovahkiin, Dovahkiin, Los Vahin. I got it. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what the rest of it is now. So, Zal. I'd, I'd like to bring up one word for you, for people who are, for us who are on Skyrim music, and I want to know if you all know it. Maluka. No. Nope. Malika, of course. Yeah, of course I know her. Malika, the Dragonborn um, comes. Real, like, absolutely beautiful covers oh, of Dragon, the Dragonborn yeah. comes, Age of Oppression. Age of Aggression, because he did both. Yeah, mm. but I think Age of Aggression might be one of her older ones. Mm. I used to always hang. I out always with forget the bards. that those two things are the, like almost the same song. It's the song, same song from the other side. Perspectives. Mm. Yeah, mm. and it's just so the bards don't get killed. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> they just took a couple words out, put a few more in, and like typical bards. <laughs> funny, funny thing, the there was there's a bard mod I downloaded for Skyrim, and if you play one, if you play Age of Oppression in Solitude or something. You get attacked. <laughs> <laughs> and the vice versa. So in the Bard mod, is there like a Bard minigame? Are you playing Skyrim Guitar Hero? Uh no no no. It's no. it's just you it's just your character playing the thing. I I you just AFK there. I wanna yeah. play Skyrim Guitar However, Hero. However, 
what what is fun is that the mod does add a bunch of uh, songs that you can you can find uh, song books throughout the world. Oh, nice. And so what are the what are the songs that you can play is the chicken dance. <laughs> so why not? Um, it plays throughout the entire thing, so you sort of sit there like, my god, <laughs> that it's is still fantastic. going. That's just one of the songs, and there's many songs that they put in. I know we've probably already talked about it, but I guess during the next break we could probably talk about mods since I think some of <laughs> yeah. us here had a few. Yeah, mm. uh, which I think we should probably head to a music break now so we've got time to talk We're about We're taking mods. a music break from our music talk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to some normal music. <laughs> You've been listening to Uni Game Side Radio on TuneFM 106.9. Tattoos on my arm, still scared of forever. Keep my ex's letters in the third drawer of my dresser. First one hit me hard, second was a feather. Playing operation, trying to put me back together. Closed off and exposed, salty and I'm seared. Naked in my clothes, yeah. Love is weird. Weird. 
Hello and welcome back to Uni Game Saturday Radio on TuneFM 106.9. In this segment, we thought we might uh, talk about some mods, although not Skyrim. We'll skim away from Skyrim because I feel like we talked about be that too for many. several episodes. I do just want to ramble about one thing before it jumps out of my bloody head again. Make it quick. So, <laughs> on the topic of music and music minigames like what we were saying when we were talking about the Bard mod Chris has in Skyrim. Yeah. The Genshin Impact Windbloom music event. Oh, I like oh, that. Oh, he's got the lyre and it's so good. Yeah, I, for a while I was wondering, like, why do they have, like, the two sets of circles with the four points each? And then I realized it's so it's easily transferable to PlayStation. The directional pads and the X circle square triangle on each side of the controller. Oh, yeah, the D-pad and buttons. Yeah. Yeah, mm. that like, makes it's sense. It's the exact same layout. And also, it's also easy for mobile because... Yeah. Two just, that never clicked in my head until like just that. Good grief. Honestly, I feel like there's still so much more to talk about about music. Like there's just Yeah. Well, we added all we, we gotta we gotta <laughs> talk about different things on the <laughs> yes. show. Though. We could talk we could talk about music again next week. Yep. We do <laughs> this pretty much every week, so you know. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Guess, this week is every week, yes. Yeah. Mm. Um we we're gonna talk about some mods where we'll steer away from Skyrim because Skyrim has got so many. However, there is um one game that's come out recently that's been modded a lot, and nice. I know Kate loves one of the mods <laughs> from the game. Unfortunately, we can't talk about all of the mods because some people got weird. Some of, people are bit, <laughs> some of the mods are a bit explicit, but we're going to talk about some of the uh, more uh, safe-for-work ones. Mm. Uh, Resident Evil Village, the game that has become infamous for Madame Dimitrescu. Or Madame Dimitrescu, sorry. Madame Dimidon. <laughs> <laughs> Not a mod, but a meme. Um, some, some people have put in mods to replace some of the character models you can see in the world such as your wife in the game is Minnie Mouse, you are <laughs> Mickey Mouse some of the monsters you see are handsome Squidward <laughs> <laughs> um, what else got changed in that thing, I think there's a Minecraft villager as well at some point uh, there's Joel and Ellie from The Last of Us actually which is an okay. interesting one hmm um, but one of the mods that was a more en- entertaining one is <laughs> every time you look at Madame Dimitrescu, her hat gets bigger. <laughs> there is this excellent Madame video. Dimidom. There's this excellent video that's been going around. It's wonderful. Just <laughs> is it the fly swatter? No, 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 that's not a mod. No, not a mod. The one with the one with the hat. There's like oh, a 30 yeah. second video. I think it was the one you shared, Chris, where the guy's just progressively going around seeing. That's getting bigger. It's great. Every time you turn and around, just no Madame clips through. It's like I wonder yeah. where she could be. The hat that is, you know, as big as the mansion. Eventually, you keep oh, looking back at her, and it's just it gets bigger. Why does it keep getting bigger? Um, anyway, um, but yeah, no, like some of the mods though for that game is just fantastic. It's like it really does like help you chill out from the horror sometimes when you do mod games. And some people will say, "Oh, that depreciates from it," but it's like, eh. Enjoy a game how you want to enjoy a game is the thing. Like, if you want to make your horror into a meme, go Look, for it. If the, that's there's, how there's you choose of, to enjoy it. There's plenty of mods for Darkest Dungeon. However, I want to beat the game on Stygian before I go into modding <laughs> properly because I don't want to ruin it with, like, anime girls or whatever <laughs> explicit <laughs> mods there are for it. You know? <laughs> Patrick, who sounds like he has those. I actually don't. <laughs> Anime girls in Darkest Dungeon? Yeah. 
Mm. I, did I stutter? Did I stutter? How quickly the mind clings to such hedonistic habits. <laughs> <laughs> how quickly the time turns. Today? <laughs> um, I know a few games sanity like damage. A, with very active modern communities, actually, that I've been getting quite a lot of enjoyment out of the modern communities for. Oh? Ever classic, Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Oh, Origins. The oh Origins my god. But one thing that I'm personally very happy about, one of my old favorites recently got updated to <gasps> 1.16. Uh, oh. Tinker's Construct. Oh, oh. I always love that. Yeah, it's a weapon mod that makes it so basically any material in the game can be turned into a weapon. Dirt. Yes. Dirt. Uh, and each one has like different effects. Like I think paper materials are more professionally enchanted. Like they can be enchanted better than other materials, but they're a lot flimsier. There's hmm. custom unbreakable paper. Where is your god now? <laughs> oh no. Yeah, then there's um a few custom materials, but a lot of the tricks come with trying to get metal equipment because you need a specific build in your world. You actually have to melt them down and forge them. And there's even alloys in the game. That is really cool. Though I gotta say, like, which in your opinion, which is stronger, a, a, stone, a cobblestone sword or a paper sword? <sighs> <laughs> the pen. The pen will forever be mighty, y'all. <laughs> well played. And here was me thinking you were making a scissors, paper, rock. Joke. I was. Then <laughs> <laughs> here's Blake. And oh. five parallel universes ahead of you and still playing chess, Kate. Did <laughs> well, that I, count I, as a mod? Would that count as a mod to chess? Chess mods. It's about as logical it. as an average mod. Long. Long chess. chess. You can, honestly, I gotta recommend just searching up chess on... Tabletop Simulator? On Tabletop Simulator. Just search up chess in the mod section of Tabletop Simulator. Five by and chess. That was yeah. chaos. And just look through. You will find funny things. There's a there's quite a few pages, but it's worth at least putting a little bit of time into it just for the laugh of seeing long chess. Oh, a game that I've been modding recently, trying to remember off the top of my head. Game actually, um, Starbound. Mm. It's Terraria, but not. I swear. Okay. <clears throat> um, but um, it's like basically just like kind of like Terraria, but um, in space. Okay. And you can travel around and stuff. And the biggest thing, the greatest thing about it is, one, the mods are really compatible with it. And two, all the modern community work with one another. So you can create, the, people have created species mods, but some species are like one of my favorites, the arachne, spiders. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so basically like sort of driders, you know, half human, half spider down below, okay. like a centaur cool, cool. style. But of course, you know, a lot of the costume mods don't work with them. But then someone made an Arachne version of the costume mod. Oh, or that's no, so nice. not so much a version, but a plugin for the mod. So it's like, do you have this outfit mod? Yes. Do you have this species mod? Yes. How about we now make it that when you're playing this species and use the costume mod, you will only give you the costumes that actually work for your species. Mm. Oh. That is actually like again connecting back to Minecraft for a sec. That was very popular with one. Tinker's Construct, and also another one of my old favorites that's unfortunately gone the way of the dodo, Thorncraft. Oh, Thorncraft was a good time. 
But I'm yeah. pretty sure I've talked about it on here before. That's yeah. when you accidentally corrupted your entire castle and then yeah. you had to stay inside and you're like, oh, I've accidentally created a nuclear winter. Back in the hole I go. Yeah. Well, but for me, it was actually I've created a nuclear winter over to a nearby village and I'm sure it'll spread and follow me, but mm. help. Yeah. A lot of stuff with Thorncraft was designed to interact with other magic mods. An- another old classic that I always loved that I think's bring- being updated to 1.16 soon, Equivalent Exchange. Ooh, is that uh, we only wanted a little copper? Is that the bomb? Uh, you're thinking of the right people, but a different series. Okay. That was Vaults and the ICBM mod. Okay. <laughs> um, always going to... Red Matter explosives are always going to have a place yeah. in my heart. Th- that is sort of a connection, because Red Matter exists in both mods, mm. but... But Equivalent Exchange was part of their um, Tekkit series. Mm. Um, And it was to do with every item in the game was given a value that you could break down to turn into other things. The laws of Equivalent Exchange. No, I'm not doing that. Basically, pasta. So if you wanted diamonds, you could turn anything into diamonds if you had enough of that something. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So if you got a bunch of rocks, if you just had a whole bunch of rocks, you could pump a bunch of rocks into your equivalent exchange. But would coal be one to one with diamonds? No. No, because it would break the economy. (laughs) But the thing is, is that coal is chemically speaking is similar to diamond. The Minecraft economy doesn't care. Though, to be fair, you were able to make diamonds out of sunlight, so I don't think it really cares. So there were items called condensation chests. You put stuff into it, you gave it something it would template, and you just feed items in it, and it would break down until it gave you one of those items. You could attach them to energy converters on five of the six sides, which you would then ring in glorified solar panels that fed light into the condensers, into the chest, which would then start making, which would then supply it the energy to create what was templated. Diamond. That's cool. That's cool. Solar-powered Solar diamond powered machine. Diamonds. Right. I like it. Yeah. I'll, I'll just cut you off before you talk about more Minecraft because uh, it's coming to the end of the show, so that <laughs> means it's the plug time. Um, I know you can talk about Minecraft for, for hours. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very sorry for the late start. We just um bit of car troubles and issues and whatnot. But, um, yeah. Anyway, though, tomorrow, as always, we will be having the Gaming Society running. If you guys can't make it or if you've got scheduled plans always on every Tuesday, I understand sports and that are also important. Um, you can always head down to Blackheart. Blackheart has always got large supplies of tabletop games if you'd like to enjoy it, be it MTG or um, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball... What's the name of the Dragon, Dragon Ball? Dragon Z card game or the Dragon Ball card game. Dragon Ball card game. Um, a few uh, card games that I don't have any even never heard of uh, mm. i think there's one a new like blood and glory i think a new card game that's come out mm. haven't heard of it too much um we'll have to look more into it but uh, also just traditional board games if you're interested and, and if you're not interested in forking out 50 dollars for cardboard um they always have just a bunch of games that you can just play there like a library mm. you're about to say yeah. Blake, so. i was gonna say also if you want to get into things like warhammer they often run I think draft nights, where they, I think they supply models and armies. I'm not 100% sure on that, though. We'll have to get back to you on that one. But, yep, if you can't make it to Gaming Society, you can always go head on down to Blackheart. They're open six days a week, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. I think they're only closed on... Monday or something, isn't it? Mm. Mm. It's like there's a day where they're closed. But they open to pretty late, so... Yeah. yeah. 
think it's like 10 or 11. Yep. Yep. Open late for most of the uh, like tournament nights for when they play Magic or something. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, so yeah, Games Night is on again uh, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock at the Stroh as per normal. Uh, Lego Society will be joining us. And yeah, it should be good fun for VR, Nintendo Switch, PCs, board games. Computer games. We Computer have four games. very Holy. powerful towers. Mm-hmm. Well. Towerful. <laughs> four four that will be set up for normal use and then one will be set up for the VR. Yep. So we hope we should see you there tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Right? So this has been the UNI Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9. Hope you have a good night. On after us is Dungeons and Airwaves. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.